Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. there, everybody in podcast land, and welcome to another sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmaville. And joining us, as always, is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. I'm way outside. Way ball outside. Ball one. <laughs> <laughs> I start calling hey, you ball one. That was a there sports joke. Hey. That was a sports joke. Hey, I understand the that, jokes. Does that mean that you... Did, did you catch any sports this week? I saw tons of sports this week, you guys. So many sports to watch. Well... I watched a lot of sports. Tons. I don't. Did you Did you catch the All Star game? No. No. Aha! What? <laughs> that was that's pretty much all there was this whole week, Phil. Oh, but what about I watched uh, all these uh, mud wrestlings and uh, Colin, and face punchings. Colin yeah, bullshit. Isn't that, that a sport? Colin bullshit. In this yeah, thing. I didn't watch any sports. Yeah, of course this week. you did. I didn't watch any sports. <laughs> there's no sports. I mean, there's a little sports. Is the All Star game, but. On the whole, very little sports yeah. this week. Yeah. The day after the All-Star game, the only day of the year with no professional sports schedule. Ah, Unless, what about are we, cricket? Is, are there WNBA games? There might be WNBA yeah, games. Four, we, we only talk about the four major sports yeah. in this podcast. Oh, okay. Except for sports that are deemed weird. Right. Yeah. We talk about those. you goddamn right we do. <laughs> we have one of those? <laughs> We're going to have one of those this week. Can oh, you what? believe that women play basketball? Oh, that's going to be a weird, weird sport eventually. Sport. Yeah. Well, <laughs> weird sports. All right. Uh, well, on the intro here. Okay. What 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 are we talking about? Penn State says no publicity is bad publicity. Oh boy. <laughs> Did they is... really say that? <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Oh, okay. This is this Ew. is soul crushing. Really. I mean, it's it's so awful. It hurts to even talk about. Here's the thing. Is since it was such a slow sports week, I thought for this podcast. I would read the entire free report right here. Wait, you've got the, uh, the this, entire This is 267 report. pages. <laughs> Wait, is that really? Did this you is, print all that out? Yeah. It's like a Bible. I know. It's like it a out. really raunchy Bible. Actual emails sent. Oh, so we're wow. going to read this as the lengthy setup and then read Joe Paterno and Paterno family quotes as the punchlines. Okay. Oh, jeez. Uh, are we going to have enough time to read the entire thing? No, no. I was just doing a bit. Oh, okay, all right. I was just doing a I bit. I can just Thank sum goodness. it up. America's roller coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sandusky, to say, Ohio. Yeah, Joe Paterno, as it would turn out, not the sort of person that you, that you want to look up to. No, no, Period. but, he, but and, he still has defenders. Which he still has defenders. I, mean, I was, I was, I was a measured defender for some period after the initial allegations. Not, not completely defending him, right, but on the right. par of, well, this was a sin of omission. He didn't do enough, but you know, a, a lot of people in a similar situation would make similar mistakes. And now, no, that's out, that's out the window. Yeah, uh, no, that's no. ridiculous. He, he, it was a cover up. That's that's unacceptable. That's sad. But, yep. but, but guys, what? over 40 years, he gave 22-year-old men communication degrees. Doesn't that count for something? No, well, I thought the Doesn't that, that count for something? You're, you're he was taking them away from their studies. <laughs> you're talking to one of the guys who would have, would have, would have gone for that <laughs> up until now. So, yeah. All right. So, so that, then, and then because it's such a slow sports week, they had the ESPYs. 
Oh. Oh. Which is, as you know, the most retarded award show ever. Yeah. Uh, hosted by Rob Riggle this well, year. And yeah, he's I love funny. Rob he's Riggle. funny. I like Rob, Rob Riggle, Riggle too. UCB think, New York guy. I do not think that this was the right gig for Mr. Riggle. I do not think award show hosting really captures his talent. Well, it's not a real award show. The awards they give out are best NBA player. The NBA has that award. It's called the MVP. Yeah. They also give it out yearly. Oh, they don't give away like fun ones like the MTV Movie Awards, like Best Kiss. They do. Well, there's Best they, Play, Best Team, Best Upset. Yeah. Hey, there we go. So, uh, did Did Verlander win Best Athlete? I, I didn't watch the Estes. <laughs> you kidding me? Well, how are we gonna do the recap, guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right, scrap that sound oh, effect. That's the That's the Sandusky trial papers again. <laughs> yeah. That's all you're reading the whole podcast. <laughs> oh. Uh, what else? Oh, oh, I, I wanted to say this. You, you, did you guys watch the Home Run Derby? Well, Phil didn't. No. The Home no. Run Derby. I didn't watch it, but I saw the, the results. Robinson Cano booed viciously. Viciously booed. Because he did not select a hometown guy, yeah. Billy Butler, to be on the Home Run Derby team. Billy Butler, not traditionally a strong home run hitter. The right. Butler did it. Billy Butler, a great hitter, right. but he's a, he's a gap hitter, a doubles guy. Right. It was actually a, a CBS sports podcast I was listening to said he would have been in the doubles derby. Well, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought, <laughs> the double D. That's too funny to not steal. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but then and I thought better, and I thought I'd give him credit. But no, he, so he was booed viciously, and I just thought yeah. it was hilarious television to watch his dad throw him pitches. <laughs> while he's booed and hits no home runs. Oh, yeah. He's a sad. Yankee, so I don't feel yeah. bad. It's hard to feel. I mean, and that that's a Robinson Cano, maybe one of the most admirable of the Yankees. Yeah, a great ball player. But, but you know, that's in the in in, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man one-eyed man is king. So. Right. Is that true? Yeah. I've never been to the land of the blind before. Oh, you got to go, Phil. There's a one-eyed have, man there. I can yeah, go. If, I want to. He's see the a king. Cyclops. He's the king. But if you king Cyclops of if, the land of the blind. But, well, however, if you go there with two eyes. You're completely the king shit. Coup d'etat. Right, exactly. Total yeah. coup. Total like, I'm coup twice as good as your king. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because you know goodness is measured by the amount of eyes. Well, depth perception, actually. Well, yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> is what is measured good. I don't know. Maybe the one-eyed man has 20 vision. <laughs> <laughs> Took you guys a second. <laughs> it did. Oh, man. Like oh, the, the old man. news magazine. Ah. All right. right Come on. New Yorker. <laughs> Let's not dilly-dally. What else do we have on the decade? Well, we're going to do a uh, countdown to the Olympics. Oh, yep. Olympics uh, update watch countdown. You're damn right. And we're going to yeah. talk about... Uh, but don't we have Bud Selig on the podcast? Yeah, we have Bud. I was going to say we're going to talk about, I believe, Olympic torchbearers. In the oh, Olympics yeah. Sites. We are going to talk about Olympic torchbearers in the, the update watch countdown. Countdown. Oh. I do like watching the torchbearers, so this is kind of exciting for me. I, as you know, I'm an Olympics watcher. I don't watch anything else, but yep. I zone out in the Olympics, and I like the people who like hold the torch over their head majestically Stoically, while yeah. music is yeah, playing. Well, there has been a little controversy about this year's torchbearers. Oh, so we'll, we'll America's roller we'll coaster. Dig into that one. No, Jerry Sandusky is not oh, okay. the torchbearer. That would be. <laughs> Controversial. That would, that, it would be really hard, I think, for the Olympic Committee to explain that one. Yeah. How they got him out of jail to take him to England to it's run with the It's better than the, the drops of iron with cameras for eyes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the, the mascot. No, no I, I would argue that having Jerry Sandusky be torchbearer Well, would, you know, things are different. Worse. Different sexual mores in Europe. That's true. <laughs> That's a moray. <laughs> 
All right, and we got Bud Selig as, a, as, our, as our special guest. Base MLB Commissioner Bud Selig. I'm super excited to talk to yes, him. Yes, uh, all right. Yeah. It's going to be – he's a commissioner of baseball. I'm yeah. a huge baseball fan. All right. I heard he's kind of a square, though. We'll, we'll see how it goes. A little bit of a goober. Yeah. And, and I've never heard of him, so. Okay, well. <laughs> Let's make for a great interview. It will, yeah. yeah. So, so this will be interesting. Did not do my research. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, last thing here, I have some before we before we dive into it. Yeah, some MLB second half predictions. Ooh, yeah. Are these, are these Jordan's MLB second yes. half predictions? So okay. they're not they're not they're not trademark valiant prophecies. Okay, right. Okay. They're just cool. regular old predictions. All right, let's All right. hear them. Chipper Jones farewell tour will come to a close at Turner Field Sunday, September thirtieth, dubbed Chipper Jones Day. There won't be a dry eye in the house because the Carolina Panthers will have upset the Falcons earlier that day. <laughs> Jamie Moyer, playing with a minor league team in Florida, will watch the highlights of the festivities in the team's weight room while listening to Another One Bites the Dust and nodding his head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. The New York Mets' second-half <laughs> collapse will begin when they trade David Wright for cash considerations after team owners fall victim to another scam, investing in a non-existent silver mine owned by Snidely Whiplash. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Snidely Whiplash. No, I know Snidely Whiplash. I don't know anything. Ah, uh, they invested in the Madoff scheme. Oh, okay, cool. R.A. Dickey will continue his knuckleball dominance in discussing the sexual abuse he faces as a child while neglecting to point out that his last name being Dickey is at least sort of funny given the circumstances. Okay. America's yeah. coast. Pittsburgh Pirates make the postseason, proving once and for all that the MLB does not need a hard salary cap because small market teams can compete for playoff spots in between 20-year stretches of playing miserable, god-awful <laughs> baseball. The Toronto Blue Jays will finish with the best record of any last place team, 84 and 78. Missing out in the second wild card by two games will provide little consolation. <laughs> the Chicago Cubs are going to suck. That was actually yep. plagiarized from every season prediction ever. Yep. I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And Albert Pujols will receive a comically large Lordy Lordy Look Who's 40 birthday card from his mom. <laughs> he will claim it was meant for his brother, Philip Diaz. Wait, wait, no. Fil Felipe Pujols. <laughs> All right, and that's MLB second half prediction. All right, let's get this party started. All right, let's go. All right, Phil, I am stoked for this. I am confounded. <laughs> you would be. Yes. But we have in our studio Commissioner Allen Bud Seelig. Hey, guys, how you doing? Oh, I'm great, uh, Bud. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, Jordan. Hey. Nice to see you again. Hi there, Phil. Hey. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, it's good to meet you, Bud. Go baseball! <laughs> hey, oh, that's yeah. the most general cheer I've ever heard in my life. Well, it's well, the greatest game in the world, Phil. All right. Oh, Bud. I, I'd have, there's a lot of great games out there. I am I am one to definitely admit, but I do have to say that uh, it's my personal opinion that baseball is the best one. Well, all but right. I don't want to offend anybody by saying that, so I will say all those other games are pretty good, too. Hey, Bud, I got a question for you. Did you name your son Bud Light? Oh, yo, that you're a cut him up, aren't you, Phil? He's like That's a, a he's good like joke. A funny grandpa. It's a good joke. Never would happen. He's from Milwaukee. This guy is MGD. Ah. Miller guy. Not to come down on the people who like their Bud. You know, uh, you know Bud is a fine beer, too. Uh, but, you know, uh, Miller, my opinion, the better brew. All right. I don't think anyone was offended. <laughs> all right. Sure. Well, let's, I just want to make sure. Let's, all right. Let's dive right You're in. You're so excited. An well, this is this is, this is best. This is my favorite guest of okay, all time. Okay. Okay. Cool. Another successful All-Star Week. Okay. Oh, thank you. I thought so. And now we're on the 10th anniversary of Making It Count, where the All-Star Game determines home field advantage in the World Series. The league that wins the All-Star Game will have home field advantage in the World Series. Huh. Now, there's a lot of people who criticize this. 
You know, how, how would you respond to those, those critics? Oh, well, you know, I think that, that having the game really count for something is kind of important. You know, it's like, you know, when you go to your little league game and they got to get all of the players into the game and, and it's still, it's still fun, isn't it? Yeah, but then I'm always shoved in left field and then I never get to do anything. Oh, well. It's probably how it should be, Phil. Yeah. Well, I was a horribly <laughs> awkward child and a horribly <laughs> awkward adult. Well, just imagine if millions and millions of dollars were riding on your Little League game. I felt like it was. Oh. That's what my parents oh, treated dear. it like. Well, anyway, it, it, it happened. Now, people have Very criti- painful. People have criticized. <laughs> Very painful childhood. Well, I'm sorry, Phil. Could- can I get you something to drink? How about a Bud Light? Oh. <laughs> Still got oh, it. Oh, you, you guys. Oh. I knew this was one of them comedy cut em up podcasts when I came on. We are oh. nothing if not cut-ups. That's yeah, true. Absolutely. Okay, so now a lot of people <laughs> are, are critical of how you handled steroids. Uh, said that you may have turned a blind eye or looked the other way and... And, and allowed the game to grow after the devastating strike of 94 at the expense of the integrity of the game. Oh, well, I, I don't know what else to tell you, but I just didn't know that they were doing that. I just assumed that the fact that people were hitting more home runs than they had ever hit before and that they were also much, much bigger and more muscular than before, I just thought the guys were spending a little more time in the gym. Oh, but nowadays there's less time. They have to take your kids to school, and you—I mean, they, <laughs> there's less time to to work out, right? I well, mean, back in the day, they you are could work out all the time. There wasn't anything to do. Professional baseball players, their job is to work out, and so I—I I don't know how you could yeah, possibly. If there's no school in the summer, oh, this bulk of the games played in the summer. Sure. This is true. Still, they've got to sleep with their mistresses, and they've got to build cribs. I don't know what you're talking about. These are a bunch of wholesome young men, and, you know, even though it wasn't explicitly against the rules, I just felt like everybody understood that you shouldn't be taking steroids. And then, I mean, the fact that a couple of bad eggs were out there doing drugs. Well, Drugs that were not legal here in the United States. I mean, I was appalled. It was more than a couple of bad eggs, though, bud. I don't mean to be hard on you. It, it was more like... Oh, okay. It, it was, was more was like that scene in them. Captain America where they were all entering that chamber and then coming out as beast men. Well, I, I didn't see that movie. Was that PG-13? Because I don't see anything higher than PG. I actually don't know. Probably was PG-13. I think it was, bud. No, huh? well, that <laughs> explains why I didn't see it. I don't know about beast men, but I just... I. I I don't know. I mean, who could have thought that such nice young men were doing such bad things? I would have guessed it. Um, okay. Uh, the All-Star festivities, how do you enjoy oh. them? What is your role in the All-Star game? You do you know, get to see a lot of these I, fine young men you're talking I about? I absolutely love the All-Star game for just that reason, is I get to spend a lot of time with these fine, upstanding young gentlemen as they come in, and some of the finest ball players you've ever met, and... And you learn interesting new things about them and their hobbies. Ooh, dish the dirt. Oh, well, I want to hear not this. Dirt. I do want to hear some hobbies. Here's yeah. something that you'll probably find pretty surprising. All A right. lot of these guys are real green thumbs. They're into gardening. Some of them have have indoor lighting set up in a lot of their houses so that they can grow plants indoors. <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. That sounds kind of like the uh, hydroponics, like what you use to grow marijuana. Yeah, that, that actually sounds like marijuana. It yeah. sounds like pot. Well, usually well obviously, well, here's outdoors. the thing. It couldn't possibly be marijuana. Marijuana is illegal. 
<laughs> so if that if that was true, then no one would ever do. Uh, no one would ever. Are smoke people marijuana. still doing marijuana? I, yeah, I, I'm, well, on my jeepers, off days, I would have thought they, they'd stop by they now. It's been illegal for a while. To be fair, they could be dro- growing tomatoes hydroponically. Well, you that's can, that's you well, know, that's why I did not. Were see they green any plants the, or were they red? Were well, they were. They were green. Okay, they that were was fairly pot. large, that but it, no, pot. it could have been some different type of tomato. But you know, let's let's, let's what what else? Okay, give me well, another hobby, maybe something a little more wholesome. All right, well, uh, let me let me say this. I mean, this is a little sad actually, but I do think a lot of them are actually suffering from diabetes. Oh, oh my yeah, god! I know that's that's real sad, but I mean, how how I did not know there was that. Oh many, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time with them, and I don't see him testing much, but I do see him doing a lot of injections, and I know that that's freeze. <laughs> oh man, uh, that bud. that's that's what baseball players do to do steroids. What? They inject themselves. Yeah, that was that was the big thing of steroids. They what? they inject themselves with steroids, but, but steroids on. are illegal and now they know too. Ever since the whole there was a, a we went in front of Congress. Right. Right. And I assumed you sent out memos. There were many memos. Yeah. I wanted to let everybody know, hey, some of you guys have been taking steroids, and that's just jeepers. It's illegal. I guarantee you they're still doing it. All right. Well, I don't, okay. don't want to right. well, yeah. right. ruin well, the... You know, a lot let's... of them, they always introduce me to... Uh, the, I call them their winky friends. Winky friends? So winky we, friends. That sounds they always, already. It's, it's funny because they introduce me to them, and they're always just the nicest young ladies. Uh uh, in really good shape, clearly a, a group of young ladies who work out a lot. And whenever they say, oh, this is my friend, they wink at me. As oh. if to say, I think, wink, wink, this is one of my better friends and I'm introducing him to you. The mistresses. These what do you mean mis- they're mistresses? These are extra really sounds like they're they're mistresses. I don't bud. follow this mistresses. Really, what do you uh, mean by you're mistresses? Married, you're married to a wife, and then if you get some strange on the side, then that's a mistress. Strange what on the side? Like having sex with women who aren't your wife. Oh well, that I, they couldn't be doing that. Why? They are, bud. The, the vows of matrimony are. Oh sacred. come on! You had to have seen the Tiger Woods stuff. Well, he he's a golfer. Oh, I see. I see. Can't be like baseball, can it? Uh, yeah. I, well, I among think other things. Is... Well, let's let's. I mean, yeah. I mean, they had a balloon swallowing contest before they got in the plane. No, 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 next, next, no, next. What else? Tell me something oh, good. Tell me something okay, good. Okay. Well, they play. They play a lot of pranks too. They they locked me out of the hotel suite, the party suite. A lot of cut up, cut ups. Those guys, aren't they? Well, that sounds reasonable. That's uh, <laughs> that's not too bad. That's yeah. not too okay. bad. And then the last thing, and this is this is pretty crazy, but uh, they're real real ambassadors for the game. Is you know they're really trying to spread it internationally. A lot of them, and I found this really interesting. We're keeping a lot of very young Ukrainian folks, women, entirely women, actually. Uh, keeping him, they must have also been diabetic because they were injecting them periodically. Whoa, are you saying that there's oh, an Eastern European God. sex trade going on with your ball players? Sex trade? You, yes, you can't be serious. You can't no. have seen all this. Did you the see nice the movie young Taken? ladies, they seemed really sleepy. I'll of say course that. they, they are. Oh my God, they're addicted to heroin. Oh, geez. Heroin but is illegal. But we can't be privy to this. You have to get out. I can't believe You have to get out of Comedy Podcast Network Studios. I'm sorry, bud. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. You got to go. We got to privy this information. I didn't mean to offend you guys. I'm going to have to take that country time lemonade from you. Oh, jeepers. And now it's time for another Wheeze 
weird sports. What do you got for us this week, Bill? This week's weird sport. And why don't we just point out last week's? Particularly good. Yeah. Last week was that that crazy commando run thing. Yeah, that tough guy killed people. Yeah, tough guy. Well, tough this guy one's even that was, tougher, that was two guys. weeks ago. Was that two weeks ago? Yeah. What was last yeah. week? <laughs> I don't remember anymore. Must have not Ooh. been that weird. I was so <laughs> hopped up on jelly beans, I didn't know what was going on. But this week's weird sport: snail racing. Get to the. Point. Snail racing is a pastime that involves the racing of two or more air-breathing land snails. Wait, 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 wait. That makes it well, sound you're, you're more badass. You're telling me I can't, I can't race my aquatic snails? Nope. Land oh, that is breathing. fucking bullshit. Air-breathing land is. snails. I will say, I know from experience, my girlfriend has a snail. Wait, what? This is no, no, that, that's, no, no, for real. She has a fish tank. In it is an aquatic snail. Sucker really? moves. Quicker than any land snail I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Like a mile an hour? Because uh, that would be quicker than any I land snail, I just think right? snail racers can't handle the extreme snail action that you get from aquatic snails. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Land snails take it a little easy, right? They're they're listening to 311 and cruising, right? <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well the, the uh, kind of snail has to be a terrestrial pulmonate gastropod mollusk right that's what that's just the, the medical term for what you just said oh okay <laughs> uh usually the common garden snail species helix aspersa is used this species is native to europe but has been accidentally introduced to many countries all over the world <laughs> when that happened yeah! that's when the shit went down that's right uh so what what if you got like one of those racing snails from the never ending story? No. no. You can't do it. <laughs> Even though it's called a racing snail? Well, yeah, because uh it has to be Helix Aspersa, it's gotta be right. well, it, it might be. Maybe it's Okay, one of them. so how how do you get the snails to race? Well, let me just finish with the backstory. There are right, numerous okay. snail racing events that take place in different places all around the world, though the majority take place in England. England. United Kingdom, yes. Oh, that's my gosh. right. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It does. Uh, Snail races usually take place on a circular track with the snails starting in the middle and racing to the perimeter. Oh, that makes sense. You don't want to give them a direction. You know why? They'll get lost. They're snails. (laughs) They're snails. They'll start running around circles. Snails aren't bright, y'all. What do snails eat? I was picturing like a little piece of lettuce on a very slow-moving arm. Yeah. Like the rabbit for the greyhound. I actually don't know what they eat, but I imagine they eat something that they can convert to goo easily, like dirt or water. <laughs> other goo. Yeah, think, other goo. They I just eat each other's eat goo all day. I don't day. think they eat dirt. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Yeah. I don't They're think goo- anybody... Uh, bunch of goo eaters, right? Hey! Oh, look at that bunch of goo eaters over there! The race usually takes place... Uh, or the, the track usually takes the form... Of a damp cloth atop a table. <laughs> Got to be yep. a damp cloth. Yep. Snails will dry out and die. Throw salt on a snail. Not, not, not a lot of sports that have damp cloth in the rules. <laughs> right. But this one, yeah. Nor as a playing surface. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's absolutely true. The radius is traditionally set at 13 to 14 inches. All right. So that's a little. That's a ways to go for these little snails. That's a right. Uh, yeah, so they got a they got a they got a. It's longer than like a, a foot. foot. Yeah, that is. Racing numbers are painted onto the shells. 
or small stickers or tags are placed on them to distinguish each competitor. Now, I think painting on their shells is a little rude. Yeah, and also that's a number I mean, what for if, life. What if you show up with your snail? Yeah, and it's got it's got your four painted on it, and somebody else is a four. It's like, oops. Yeah. Imagine if we took LeBron James and painted a number thirty-two on him. He'd be upset. He he doesn't wear thirty-two. Whatever. He'd be really pissed if you painted yeah, thirty-two exactly. on him. Like that's not even my number. I think there's only one way to find out, and that's that we we go to Miami and make it happen. Ah, yes. He brought his talents down to South Beach. I learned that last episode of Sports Network <laughs> yeah, yeah, Podcast. Yes, you did. That you can look up on ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. The annual World Snail Racing Championships started in Congham, Norfolk in the 1960s after founder Tom Elwes witnessed the event in France. It started in France? Stolen from the French, y'all. Which is odd because they eat snails. That's probably yeah. how it started. I imagine that. Aha! See chef. if you can escape me. Yes, if you escape, I will let you leave. Oh, escargot. Have you guys actually had escargot? Yeah, yeah, it's delicious. I, I've never had escargot. It's really good. It's pretty much tastes like butter because it's drowned in butter. It's like um, it's like the buttery French clams. That came up with this recipe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not Southerners like you'd expect. Yeah. Like take something gross and drown no, in no, butter. I mean, but the yeah, the French were doing butter long before the Southerners were doing butter. I'm not gonna fight with you about this because I don't know <laughs> if that's true. It's like clams yeah. or mussels. You guys really have, you guys have heard yeah. the escargot joke, right? I would love to. Oh, I, I've kind of forgotten it. Oh, good joke. <laughs> You're the joke. Oh, uh, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna paint nests in the side of my car. And then drive real fast. When I went through town, everybody had turned and go, hey, look at that escargot. Moving on. <laughs> the 1995 race saw the setting of the benchmark time of two minutes by a snail named Archie. <laughs> <laughs> two minutes. That's pretty fast. Archie that's really, that's really good for a snail. That's two, snail minutes, two minutes a foot. That's kind of like the what the the what, what's the uh, fast the three minute mile guy. Four minute mile, Roger four minute Bannister. mile guy. Yeah, he's like that of snails. The, the Roger Bannister of snails. Yeah, he's the Roger Bannister of snails. Well, it's England. They probably say that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Archie, Roger Bannister. No, of snails. I'm sorry. He's the Bruce Banner of snails. He turns <laughs> into the Incredible Hulk when he gets angry. You don't want to see the snail when he's angry. Uh, so, um, let's see. In the 2007 event, sponsored by Parasil, I don't know what that is had to be canceled when the course was waterlogged by a prolonged period of heavy rain only days after the death of Elwes. The founder of the race died. The race got canceled because of rain. Wait, how does he get... Are you telling me you can't do a snail race indoors? I thought this, oh, no. I thought this I took imagine place this is, indoors on a table with a wet, wet tablecloth. I imagine this is like a huge Greek Colosseum kind of thing, kind of like the movie Gladiator. Where there's the the tablecloth in the middle and there's a hundred thousand people. Boy. Gladiator was actually Roman, not Greek. Uh, and then there's somebody who's holding his thumb <laughs> to the side and deciding whether the snail lives or dies at the end. You're right, it's Roman. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get by it, but I'm so ashamed of myself. Uh, the 2008 World Championships was won by Heike Kovalainen, a snail named after the Formula One racing driver. 
in a time of three minutes, two seconds. Oh, that's clever. That's clever. Yeah. yeah. Like that guy. Yeah, totally. The 2010 World Couldn't Championship. Couldn't quite crack that three-minute barrier, though. Couldn't do it, yeah. Three it really minutes, is. Two Archie seconds. really is the Roger Bannister of squirrels. He really he's is. It's true. The 2010 World Championship was won by a snail called Sydney in the time of three minutes, 41 seconds. <laughs> Times are getting slower. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of too, it's too bad. It's, it's almost like these snails aren't really trying to put up better times. Right. It's like they don't know what's going on and yeah. they're just living their life. And people <laughs> cheer at one point and then they forget about it a second later and then die. It's almost like How that. is that much different than human life? Oh. Oh, man. Snail racing weird sports has gotten next. Aren't we all just folks. racing on a wet washcloth? Isn't that what <laughs> we're all doing? All right, moving on. <laughs> the first official competitive snail race in London, uh, which was called the Guinness Gastropod Championship. God bless Guinness for yeah. sponsoring all they sorts do of good awesome work. stuff. Yeah, they Everyone do good was work. drunk and they decided to sponsor it. It was held in 1999. It was commentated by horse racing pundit John McCurrick. John McCrick. John McCrick. <laughs> C R. I R I C K. And Cri- down Cri- the stretch they come. That's what he probably sounded like. He started the race with these words Ready, steady, slow. <laughs> Little play on words there. Usually you yell go. <laughs> Not McCrick. <laughs> he said slow. This is a common terminology for the start of the race now. The following year, Guinness featured a snail race as part of their. Good things come to those who wait campaign. Remember those commercials? Good no. things come to those who wait. Oh, yeah. Because they poured the Guinness all slow light. I do remember that campaign. Yeah. Well, this makes sense because those who wait three minutes gets to see a snail cross a washcloth. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Huh? Just, just like a well-poured pint of Guinness. You yeah. Know? The advert won the silver award at the Can Lion International Advertising Festival. It went to Cannes. The advertising. There's an the advertising festival in Cannes? I guess so. Spelled like the Cannes Film Festival. Sorry. <laughs> Not a weird It happens sport. in Cannes, yeah, Georgia. Exactly. Well, uh, it was self-parodied again by Guinness for ex- Guinness Extra Cold several years later. Yeah. Like, that commercial worked so well, let's do it again. Parody, right? Tut, tut. Yeah, I know. That sucks. Well, the Grand Championship Snail Race began in Cambridgeshire in 1992 in the village of Snailwell oh, as wow. part no. of its annual summer fete. Their, the name of their town is Snailwell? I have a feeling it was called Snailwell, and then they're like, yeah, we should have, we should have a snail racing championship. That's, why did they call it Snail? What? How? Probably because of a abundance of snails in the town. Or it was named after the, the Duke of Snailington. Could have been that. Is, where, where exactly is Snailington located? Oh, New Jersey. Snailington, New Jersey. There's And there's a Duke? Moving on! <laughs> it regularly attracts up to 400 people to the village, more than doubling its usual population. Oh, wow. Snailwell's small, y'all. You'd think you couldn't get, prior to that, you couldn't get 400 people together and say, hey, maybe we should come up with a different name because Snailwell makes it sound like oh, a bunch come of on. Like Los Angeles is that much cooler? If if there were only 400 people here in Los Angeles, I would try to change the name. Really? To what? What name? Uh, 
Beaver Island? Funky town. Is that what you changed the name you, to? You shut up. I know. It's not an island, Phil, so obviously it wouldn't be that. Would All it? right. I offended Joel, so that comes to an end. <laughs> Another You, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. Sports, 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 sports. The Olympics 2012 Update Watch Countdown. Brought to you by Sports, 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about the Olympic torch, a grand tradition dating back all the way to ancient Greece. Uh, Phil, you even know about this one, right? I do. They, yeah, I actually. Wa- yeah. The actual Olympic flame is passed from person to person as it makes its way to the Olympic stadium. And then the lighting of the torch at the beginning is a big part of the opening ceremony. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and call it right now. Bradley Wiggins, the English cyclist nicknamed Wiggo. Is going to be the guy lighting. That sounds really racist. What, Wiggo? Yeah, I don't like well, it. Well, it's, it's not. Lego way, my Wiggo! I like that. <laughs> like that piece of business. Wiggo is going to win the Tour de France. He's going to be the first English cyclist to do it ever. And oh, so wow. I think he's the guy who's going to light the torch uh, in the opening ceremony. Miley Cyrus. You think they're going to pick Miley Cyrus over Miley Bradley Cyrus. Wiggins? I am going to go with Daniel Craig. Ooh, good one. <laughs> The James, ultimate Londoner. It's going to be James Bond? Well, he's British. Yeah. He's James Bond. He wears tuxedos. <laughs> tuxedos. Tuxedos. <laughs> and he wears tuxedos. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. It uh, watches a Tunes. Yeah. Historically, it's it's almost always been athletes who write, light the torch, uh, the final torch. But lighting. this time they're going to go with a cyclist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be Hollywood Hogan, uh, Hulk no, Hogan's no. evil persona. Yeah, that's 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 just no. But no. Nope. All right. What we're going to get to is there is some controversy this Olympics as to exactly who is carrying the torch. Now, initially, I was going to try and look up a whole bunch of past historic torchbearers. Apparently, there's just too many of them. Paul and they Revere. Haven't kept. Well, no. One of by land, two of by sea. He, but he wasn't carrying them with him, Phil. That the was guy the who lit to... the torches no. for Paul okay. Revere. No, <laughs> yeah. Revere. just just no. So all right. So you've got like Michael ja- Michael Johnson. The, the at one point American the fastest sprinter. man in the world. Yeah. Now no. just the he, man. You're in the two and the four. The fastest man in the world is usually given to the the, the 100 meter dash winner. Okay. That's the title. All right. And he, well, either way, he got mind. to carry it to Downer, Stonehenge. Right? I'm sorry. Makes sense. Um, America's roller coaster. <laughs> there we go. Now Jordan's back. But all right. So I love this so much. 8,000 people are going to get to carry the torch from when it arrived 8, in England until people? when it goes Is everyone carry it for like one foot? 
You apparently, it must be an not assembly a line of place. people handing it to yeah, each other. A group of Scottish school children reenacted the scene from Chariots of Fire when they're running in the beach. That's going to be part of the torch ceremony? And then just today, like, I looked this up. They'll show all the people who are going to carry it over the course of the day. And some of them, like, there's all sorts of different reasons why they do it. And it's usually sort of charity. But, like, for instance, today we had Isis Hill, uh, hometown of Weymouth, uh, age 14, was carrying the flame through Chickerill. Uh, and read, it reads as this. This is her explanation. I hope to use my passion for swimming to not only succeed myself, but to help others to succeed. Okay, that's inspiring. That's yeah, inspiring. it's kind of like Michael Phelps did. Uh, but it starts to get worse. Uh, so when the torch was in Dublin, uh, it was carried by Jedward. Jedward? Jedward. Do you guys, if you guys heard of them? I had to look them that up That also sounds racist. Like, no. oh, you said the Jedward. Jedward is a pair of twins who are like a pop singing duo with hair that goes straight up. Everyone at home. Hair that goes Jedward. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Towards Google, the Jed. Google Jedward. Uh, and, and as if that wasn't enough, uh, singer, singer in quotes, Will I Am of the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, the, the, the world's most famous yeller. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, yep. Do not die. Not die. That's my money. Muscle tough. That's every every Black Eyed Peas yeah. song is yeah. better yeah. when screamed. Some, some yeah, and he he as if that wasn't enough that maybe maybe they're diluting the the honor of carrying the torch a little by having it be Will I Am. He carried it through Taunton, England. Taunton is that where Luke Skywalker stops when he's in England? That was the first thing I thought. I don't know how it's pronounced, but Will I Am did manage to misspell the name of the town when he was tweeting about his experience. Well, they have oh. odd town names. T O N T O N Tantan. He's also still has a hard T-A-U-N-T-O-N. time spelling William, uh, for that yeah, matter. Exactly. Yeah, he puts periods where periods don't belong. <laughs> right. But you've also got apparently, uh, along with like the celebrities and the ordinary people, also uh, staff members of relay sponsors like Coca Cola, Samsung, and Adidas. Oh fuck that! Yeah, right. Fuck Wait, that. just like corporate shills. Yeah. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. Corporate members employees. of those corporate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. And finally, uh, Sir Martin Sorrell, and this is this is a big scandal Ooh, over in England. Sir. Chief executive at advertising giant WPP. We've all heard of WPP, obviously. Uh, he was named as one of uh, Fat Cat Row for his proposed 13 million pound pay package that 60 percent of his shareholders shot down, and he got a shot to carry the torch. Wow. And this was, I mean... Uh, the 1% gets to carry the torch, while the other 99% absolutely. has to cheer for them. And as if that's not enough, there's also apparently a lot of former torch bearers. You get to buy the torch when you're done, selling them on eBay. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, How many torches are we talking here? 8,000? Well, yeah, it's 8,000 torches. I thought, I thought there would be at least a limited number as they're passing it to each other. They're carrying no, 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 it. I you, thought this was like this grand the thing flame, where they, right? yeah, oh. you just you just pass the flame. Yeah, it's kind of like that uh, party game where you suck in on a credit card and then somebody else's lips get on the credit card and they suck in when you blow out, and then you pass the credit card around and then if the credit card falls, you're kissing. Oh, those lips. Based on based on what we've just read about the the torchbearer relay, yeah. I want to say that that's actually a pretty apt analogy. There we go. Oh. Lots of rich and powerful people kissing each other. Yup. But we watch like suckers. <laughs> Thus brings to an end another Olympics countdown update. Watch countdown. Torchbearer!
All right, that brings us to the close of another sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, I'd like to give you our contact information. You can email us at sports, sports, sports.com. No, wait, that was terrible. <laughs> you can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at our faces at sports number three podcast. That's sports number three podcast you can find us on facebook by searching sports 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 podcast you can find us on itunes by searching sports number three podcast that's sports number three all one word space podcast and while you're there leave us a comment leave us a five star rating tell your friends about us you can also find us on stitcher radio by searching sports 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 podcast it's a really good service you should check it out or you can find all of our back episodes at comedypodcastnetwork.com while you're there check out some other great podcasts all right japanatron just launched that's the new comedy podcast network show i also check want it out. i want to clear up something do not search for sports the number three the word space podcast.com no no that's a different podcast that's the sports space podcast right you don't want to read about <laughs> that space is, sports mm, that's too weird mm, it's just entries and entries about that one astronaut who at the world's longest drive of a golf ball right, right. it's still going it's sports the number three well and then not, hit the space bar and then type in podcast. it's not the world's longest drive. <laughs> it's, the, it's right. the universe's longest yeah. oh creepy lights up You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.